Welcome to Dating and Other Fucked Up Stories. I'm your host, Rachel Ash. If you enjoy this episode today, feel free to send it to a friend in need. If you're listening on Apple, take a moment to write a review. I truly appreciate all of you. You all help keep this podcast alive. If you have any questions or your own fucked up story to share, feel free to slide into my DMs at Dating Podcast. To help us grow, click on the support the show link in the description of this episode. By supporting us, you help us expand our content and upgrade the show. Get early access to episodes and exclusive perks. Subscribe now on Patreon. This isn't working, he said. What? I said as the room started to spin. We're supposed to be going to Daytona Beach this weekend. We need this time for us. Let's go on this trip and see how it goes, I said. No, we're just going to come back to the same problems, he said emotionless. Oh, okay. I paused. Is, is there someone else? I asked, shocked. No, there's no one else. I just need to be alone. There's a lot happening in my family right now, he said. Oh, okay, I said, bewildered. I said goodbye, hung up, and just sat there, staring at the white wall of my one-bedroom apartment in Flagler Village. I was numb. Did that just happen? It did. And I was torn about it because, on one hand... He was right. We were having problems. On the other hand, I thought it was something we could work on. Something that could make our relationship even stronger. The little drummer boy broke up with me two minutes before my company team meeting on Zoom. I had to sign on and pretend I hadn't just been crying. Which was kind of shitty. It was really kind of shitty. I took a deep breath. Wipe my eyes, put on some luscious red lipstick, and signed onto the Zoom link. Who breaks up with someone on a weekday at 9.28 in the morning? Who does that? Who has time to do that? Like, if you're going to break up with somebody, can we do it when it's not working hours? Who, who breaks up with someone on a Thursday at 9 a.m.? It doesn't make sense. I would have rather just had a post-it note. Just break up on a post-it note. Don't do it before my work meeting, you know? Okay, I digress. Two weeks later. The little drummer boy had kept in touch. We didn't break cold turkey. We may have been broken up, but we were still staying in contact. At my request, we made plans to meet up one last time. I felt like I needed to see him even if it was for the last time. So we made plans to meet at a local dog park in Plantation. He arrived with his dog before me. Pulling up in my car, I could see him playing fetch with his dog in the distance. He looked different. He looked terrible, actually. Still in my business clothes and heels, I got out of my car and walked to the gate. And this is where part one began. 
Sitting on a bench at a dog park somewhere in the suburbia of South Florida, I glanced at him with curiosity. He sat next to me and stared off directly in front of himself into the dark abyss. I reached out for his hand and placed it in mine. Look at me, I said softly. He was apprehensive, but after a few seconds, turned to face me. His sunglasses were still on, hiding all of his sinister secrets. Take your sunglasses off. Look at me, I said in a loving and nurturing way. I could feel him, all of him. The sunglasses could not hide what I saw. I saw shame. I saw guilt. I saw insecurity. I saw a very, very lost person. I saw a destroyed man with dog shit on his shoe. He had literally and figuratively stepped in shit. And I was worried about him. He looked as though he was battling something internally. What it was, I didn't know. I sat there on that bench and tried to comfort him. I assumed he was dealing with issues associated with his family. He wouldn't fully open up about it, though. After an hour, we hugged goodbye and both left the dog park separately. One week after. It was a Saturday in April 2022. I woke up, rolled over to my nightstand, and began scrolling through Instagram before flipping over to Facebook. Then my heart stopped. Oh my God, I said breathless at first. And then my face turned red and my blood boiled with rage. Oh my God, I said again, but this time screaming as I jumped out of my bed. Breathing violently and rolling my left fingers through my hair, I paced the room still with my phone in my hand. My entire face burned. I had reached the point of no return, and this was a place I seldom get to. It frightened me. I didn't want to be here, yet here I was. What I saw before my eyes was horrifying. Right there on Facebook, it said the following. The little drummer boy is in a relationship. What's even more is that it said he was in a relationship as of the day he broke up with me. What the fuck? I screamed. Fucking liar. Motherfucker. When I saw this, I went wild. I have never seen that shade of red. I was humiliated. He had been cheating on me the entire time. Now I understood his strange, detached behavior at the dog park. Not only did it say he was in a relationship, but it said who he was in a relationship with. And I tapped on the handle of the girl it said he was in a relationship with and skimmed her profile pictures. Her entire leg was covered in a sleeve of tattoos. It was nasty. He was with this girl? What a downgrade, I thought. Nasty. But it made sense, though, because he had that disgusting tattoo of two demons fucking on his leg. Ah, what a pair. The two were tattoo soulmates. By this point, I was on fire. I was so hot, you could have roasted marshmallows off of me. Enraged, I did what any totally sane girl would do. I slid into Tattoo Girl's Facebook messages, and this is what I said, word for word. 
Good luck with little drummer boy. We were still in a committed relationship when you guys were first dating. What a piece of shit. Watch out for him. And he will ask to share you sexually with his best friend. He is a disgusting person. Beware. Oh, yes, you heard right. Little drummer boy was a cuckold. What is a cuckold, you ask? For those of you who are not up to speed on dating slang, let me catch you up. According to the internet, a cuckold is a man who watches his partner have sex with other men. To be cuckold means that you are a cis man who enjoys being humiliated in a consensual way by his partner having sex with other men. Towards the end of our relationship, Little Drummer Boy had told me that in his previous relationship he had this arrangement. That he was doing it for her. That she had only been with a few men, and he wanted her to explore. I didn't believe him. I knew he had pressured her into it because it was his fantasy. And as a last resort to save the relationship, she probably reluctantly agreed to it. At the time, when he began telling me about this, I immediately stopped sipping on my wonton soup, held my spoon midair as he continued to speak. He explained that he would bring his best friend to have sex with her, and he would watch. His best friend. When he said this, my jaw dropped. Why your best friend? Why not a stranger? I asked, shocked. Because it's my best friend. I trust him, he replied. I felt the wonton soup running back up my throat as I gagged a little bit. I was going to be sick. This wasn't a jacket he was sharing with his best friend. This was a woman. He treated his girlfriend like an object. Sharing her with his friend? Holy shit! Perhaps I'm old-fashioned, but I could never share the love of my life with another woman. And to be in the same room, watching him be intimate with another woman? I think it would be traumatizing. I thought I was sick. It was repulsive. And who was I dating? This guy had more layers than an onion. The demon sex tattoo, the strange parents, and now this? And he kept unveiling more and more fucked up details of his personality as time progressed. He told me he engaged in cuckold activity for his girlfriend at the time, that he would share her with his best friend. Okay, so... The thought of having sex with his best friend was frightening. His friend was not good-looking at all. He was overweight and had the appearance of a hobbit. Really, a hobbit. Listen, if I was going to be given a hall pass in my long-term relationship, you better believe it would be a six-foot-two, tall, dark, and handsome man with a six-pack. My boyfriend would be regretting allowing that hall pass. You better believe it. Immediately... I made it clear I was not going to engage in that kind of activity. Quite frankly, we were in the first three months of our relationship. It was the honeymoon phase. It should only be about him and me. To start discussing threesomes so early on was premature. Now thinking back, I believe he did it to temperature check how I felt about it. And he knew I was a solid no. That shenanigans was not going to fly with me. Go find less if that's what you want. I'm a high value woman. I don't play games. And you know what? He did find less. Someone he could dominate and manipulate. This tattoo girl. He knew I saw right through all of it. I couldn't be dominated. I'm the alpha, bitch. And see my lion roar, motherfucker. Going back to the story, I messaged his new girlfriend. Good luck. One day he will ask to share you with his best friend. Within a minute, the little drummer boy called me. 
You psycho. He will ask to share you with his best friend. I never asked you to do that. I told you those things about my previous relationship. I didn't let him finish his justification for infidelity before I unleashed my fury. Thou does not know the fury of a scorned woman, but today he will. You cheated on me. You have been seeing this girl all along, fucking cheater, I screamed into the phone. No, we didn't start until you and I were done, he replied. I don't believe you, I snapped back. You hooked up with her on 420 when you said you were going out with some friends. That's why you broke up with me the next day. It's a pattern with you. You said it yourself. You have cheated on girlfriends in the past, and you told me you always break up with them the next morning after cheating. He went on to speak, and I cut him off. I always knew you were beneath me, you piece of shit. And you definitely will be a story on the podcast. I will make sure of it. You are a pile of flaming hot garbage. Then I hung up on him abruptly and threw my phone into the bed. Chewie looked at me nervous and started wagging his tail. Even my dog knew something was up. My phone lit up with a text. I suggest you stop before you write or say something you shouldn't. Go ask your lawyer friends about defamation of character. He was scared of becoming a podcast episode. He was literally shitting his pants. I could tell. I blocked him and started laughing. It's not defamation of character or libel if it's true, which it all is. Let me dive into the background of our relationship. In the beginning, the little drummer boy was all in. He did and said everything he thought I wanted to hear. He was spending money like a trust fund kid. By the second date, he was taking me to an exclusive chef tasting table at an expensive restaurant called House of Food Porn in Miami. I later found out it was $300 a meal. And he would do this all the time. For my birthday, he took me to Cote in Miami, which at one time was the only Michelin star restaurant in Miami. It was the best Korean barbecue of my entire life. There was a chef who cooked Japanese Kobe beef right in front of us. The date was impressive. As our relationship progressed, though, the little drummer boy started saying we needed to stop going out for dinner. When he said this, all I could think was, sure, you can stop going out, but if I want to go out to dinner with my friends, I will. I started to become suspicious of his financial standing. He was spending money like he had millions, yet I knew he was just a social media manager at an audio company. I'm a design director at an agency. I have had social media managers working in my departments at prior companies. I had an idea what the salary range was for the position. Curious, I asked the little drummer boy what his timeline was to buy a house because I was looking to buy in the next year if all went well. He said probably the next five to 10 years. That's a long time. When he said this, I became even more suspicious of his money handling. So I flat out asked him what his salary was. And he said, 60,000. With the way he was spoiling me with dinners and gifts, I thought he had a trust fund that his parents had given him because I knew his parents had millions of dollars, but that wasn't the case. They weren't giving him a cent. He told me towards the end of our relationship that I had put him in severe debt, which made no sense because I never asked him for any of it, never asked for the fancy gifts or the elaborate dinners, yet he blames me for it, for his inadequacies, and he took his frustrations out on me. He said, I was trying to win you over, and it worked. 
I was horrified. This was so devious. He was pretending to be something he wasn't, and he couldn't maintain the facade, and I had caught him. And he knew I was out of his league, so he was trying to fake it and prayed I wouldn't catch on. His salary was an issue. I was married previously to an attorney. He made over six figures, and with both of our salaries combined, we could barely afford the high cost of daycare, mortgage payments, student loans, and other expenses. I didn't want to have to sacrifice my lifestyle for a partner who could barely financially support himself, especially if I wanted to have more children in the future. Little Drummer Boy knew this was an issue, so he began applying to other companies which he had no success with. In fact, he was even demoted from his position as social media manager. His company demoted him back to social media specialist, which was a big blow to his confidence. That's when he started pulling away from me, when he realized he couldn't maintain the lifestyle. That's when he started gaslighting me. He would start making comments that I emasculated him because I made more money than him. Well, what did he want me to say to that? be better, or go find less, which he ended up doing obviously. I worked extremely hard to get to the level of design director in my career. I never bring my level down, especially for an insecure man I only knew for barely three months. Wouldn't my partner want the best for me? For us? It didn't make any sense. We were supposed to be in this together, as a team. My success was his, and vice versa. Not only would he make negative comments about me making more money than him, but he would also say hurtful things like, your friends are desperate women. My ex-husband never, ever said anything derogatory about any of my friends, especially hateful comments like, she's a desperate woman. It made me very, very uncomfortable. By the last week of our relationship, the little drummer boy was trashing my podcast. In the beginning, he was all about it. He loved the podcast. He even wanted to help with editing my stories. In college, he studied English. So I took him up on his offer and sent him the Naked episode to review. If you are a loyal listener of the show, you know there are moments in the story that get intimate. No sex, but there's intimacy. After he read it, he berated me. The tables were suddenly turned on me. He criticized me harshly for a date I went on over a year and a half before meeting him. Then he concluded by saying, you deserve the way men treat you. It was a terrible thing to say, especially to hear that from someone who said he loved me. I didn't deserve to be treated that way. By those men or by this guy who was supposed to be my boyfriend? It was just a few of the red flags in the pool of red flags I was swimming in. And I was overlooking all of those red flags in order to make this relationship work. In the end, I had to block Little Drummer Boy on all avenues. Texts, WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, even Spotify. Somehow his profile kept popping up with what song he was listening to. One time, I even went to his profile and there was a playlist called Sexy Time, which was clearly a sex playlist for him and his girlfriend. So gross. I had to block him on Spotify as well. He was so toxic. 
It was like drinking poison every time I saw his name. In the beginning, he was so attentive. He love-bombed the hell out of me, made me believe I had finally found someone special I could have a real relationship with. When I met him, he was Dr. Jekyll, a kind and loving man. But by the end, the facade wore off to reveal who he had been hiding the entire time, Mr. Hyde. Of all my dating experiences the last three years, the story of the little drummer boy is by far the most fucked up story. He will forever be the Joker to my Batman. He was a monster disguised as a wonderful man. As time went on, his makeup melted away drop by drop to reveal his true self. He was a villain. And this is why I don't date Geminis. There you have it. Until next story, this is Rachel Ash signing off. (laughs) 